You're listening to the Alex B. Podcast. Connect with the podcast on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The username, all one word, the Alex B. Podcast. Hello, everybody. You are listening to the Alex B. Podcast, just like Laura Steele just said a minute ago. Uh, thanks for tuning in or listening or downloading or whatever it is that you do. Um, just know that I'm doing these video things also on uh, Instagram and Facebook, uh, kind of like, like an update or a, an addendum to the recorded podcast video stuff that I just find, I just can't wait that I have to put them out. So definitely uh, pay attention to the social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok, uh, the Alex B Podcast. Definitely love to see you guys out there and see some of this nonsense I just come up with. Because like I said, I cruise the news. I, I'm a no, I don't lean in either direction, Republican, or I just kind of throw it out there and see what people think. And you can form your own opinion. You can laugh with me or not. I won't get into politics. I just know that Pelosi made this trip, I guess, to Taiwan and China's pissed off. Pelosi, shut up. Just stop, stop getting shit started. Stop hitting the hornet's nest, man. Don't start fucking with, just stop. I don't know much about it, otherwise I would get more detail, but I don't want to make this like a political podcast. But I just know I read something where, where China was like pissed off at her. And they're talking about doing like military exercises and stuff. It's like, man, come on, man. We don't want to get a pissing contest with Russian with Russia. With all that bullshit that's going on in Ukraine, which is unfortunate. And then now Pelosi's just like, oh, I'm going to go over to what Taiwan's wants. No, man. No, stop. Stop. All right. We're going to start the cruise the news. First of all, um, I, I told the story about this uh, lady that got kicked off the bench because of these judges that got shot in downtown Indy. And, of course, Melissa knows, like, the judges. Like, I get a text during the, during the podcast playback. She goes, I know those judges. So I always know somebody that knows somebody that knows something that's somehow tied into that. It's just It's a small world that we live in. You know, we either know people that we either work with in the industry or or something. And I'm like, yeah, leave it to Melissa. No fucking lawyers that are getting, not lawyers, uh, judges that are getting shot outside of a strip bar, nonetheless, in downtown Indianapolis in 2019, by the way. All right, speaking of Indiana, how about we talk about Anderson for a minute? Because this is kind of an interesting story from the mobile news desk of Helton Inc. <laughs> a man faces multiple felony charges after being accused of attacking a gas station employee as she restocked toilet paper in the bathroom. Now, got attacked. Like, wasn't trying was trying to rob the gas station, attacked the lady. Maurice Hillard was arrested by the Anderson Police Department in the early morning hours of July 28th. Hillard is listed as homeless in his court documents. According to investigators, Hillard was at the Speedway gas station at 38th and Dr. Martin Luther King Boulevard in Anderson. You told the attendant, hey, man, uh, your, um, your bathroom's on toilet paper. The attendant told police that Hillard first followed her into the stock room as she got more toilet. See, that, that right then and there, I said, motherfucker, what are you following me for? Like, that, that, that would have been, been clue number one. As she was replacing the toilet paper in the bathroom, she heard the bathroom door shut behind her. Now, how big are these fucking bathrooms that you can't see that dude, like, creeping up there? You know what I mean? It's not like you're at a Wally's where, like, you've got these huge bathrooms. I'm sure it's a small, a small bathroom. Somebody comes creeping in there. So anyway, she heard the bathroom door shut behind her. When she turned around, she said Hillard was standing in the bathroom with her. He turned the light off, but she could still see a little bit due to the light underneath the door. He pulled down his pants and started, like, you know, touching himself. She tried to get out. He punched her in the face, knocking her into the ground, which is a pretty good shot because if it's pitch dark and he was able to... <laughs> I'm not condoning violence, but I'm saying it's pretty good. Uh, she was armed with a folding knife, but her attacker was able to take it from her. She received a cut to the hand when she tried to get it back. Now listen to this. This is where it gets interesting. 
Because some this shit ain't adding up. I don't need to. You don't need to be a mathematician to know this part of the story is not adding up. According to court documents, when she almost escaped out the door, he grabbed her by the hair, slammed her head into the wall. She suffered a broken nose during the attack, which is it's horrible. Now listen to this. Investigators say they continued to fight for several minutes. At one point, a customer entered the store and Hillard covered the victim's mouth as she screamed for help. Now you're thinking, oh great, man, good Samaritan. Did he go in there and did he shoot the guy? No. Did he open the door and try to help her? No. No, what did he do? He called 911 after hearing the screaming, but left the gas station like a little bitch. Didn't even, didn't even like try to help the lady. Oh, 911, man, there's something going on at the gas station. And what does the motherfucker say? Because he had to go to work. No, 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 no. What you have to go? You have to be at the work at the casino? Or you got warrants? You're, you're driving dirty? Come on, man. He literally does not help this lady. He calls 911, which I guess is admirable, but then he ran like a little bitch. Come on, dude. Because he had to be at work. Come on, bro. That's his fucking lame, man. That's lame. But, I mean, I'm glad he called 911, and I'm glad that, you know, they were able to get some help or whatever. But, I guess yeah, they guess they found him. He was hiding in some brush, and he said that he's the one that got attacked. Motherfucker, please. So, he refused to make any statement about the uh, allegations, saying he didn't remember being at a gas station. So, he faces felony charges of criminal confinement, results resulting in bodily, serious bodily injury. Only in Anderson, man. Only in Anderson would you roll up why somebody could possibly be getting murdered in a fucking gas station. And you call 911 like a little bitch and you leave. Good work, pal. Good, good, good looking on being a good Samaritan. Now, this is something I wish the some of the restaurants, and I know some of the malls, whatever, would start doing this in the U.S. But this is interesting. And this is in England because, you know, that's kind of interesting to read. A McDonald's has banned minors from eating there after 5 p.m. without their parents after staff were subject to verbal and physical abuse. Yes, you know, don't let them fucking heathens in. This is a restaurant in Liverpool. Anybody under 18? Cannot eat there after 5 o'clock unless you're with an adult. I think that's awesome. A spokesman uh, for the staff said the staff has been subjected to verbal and physical abuse. Again, you know, you got to hold them parents responsible. You got to start fucking dinging the parents, whether it's it's charging them indirectly with something. I don't know, man. I think if you start getting the parents involved as far as charges go and as far as guilt by association, whatever, it might help. Says we have a zero tolerance policy when it comes to crime and antisocial behavior. Spokesman for the Burger Giant told the insider that the restaurant introduced a temporary ban after staff at the city center restaurant, which is over 24 hours, have been subjected to verbal and physical abuse. I don't care if you're a kid or not. If I'm working at McDonald's and you come up talking shit, I'm hitting you with a fucking fry basket, man. You're not going to come into my restaurant. I'm already not making shit for money anyway. Then you're going to come in there talking shit? No. Uh uh. Nope. Nope. I'm going to catch a case. And I don't understand women. Of course, I don't think any guy does, right? But what is with these female, these female correctional officers that are fucking the inmates? Like, how does this happening all the time? You got that one where they they were on they were on the run, and then she ended up killing herself. This is fucked up, man. Iowa jailer had sex with inmate multiple times in the utility closet and recreation yard. Her name is Kayla May Bertram. Works for the Iowa Department of Corrections. And she was fucking this inmate. Now, it says sexual relationship, but you know I've got to change the around because it's my podcast. And I want to try to make it somewhat entertaining. She's 27 years old. Uh, she's accused of having a sexual relationship with a 29-year-old inmate at the Tama County Jail while she was still employed at the facility. According to a report from Cedar Rapids ABC affiliate, the sexual relationship reportedly took place between September of 2020. Yeah, you know, it's COVID, man. She needs some dick, I guess. And uh, all the way through uh, April 21, court documents uh, obtained by the station. It says uh, she's going to be charged with uh, sexual misconduct with an offender, an aggravated misdemeanor. That's what she's being charged with. 
They said they had sex on multiple occasions and at least twice in the recreation yard area of the jail. So did anybody say anything? Were the inmates watching? What was going on that nobody reported this in the recreation yard? Was it at night? Like how how are people getting around the surveillance and the different different controls that are in place to be fucking in jail like that? Uh, an employee with the Tama County uh, with Tama County reportedly provided a tip. So somebody ratted her out, narked her out, narked her, narked her uh, to the Iowa Division of Criminal Investigation, accusing Bertram of sexual misconduct. The criminal division opened an investigation into the matter, which reportedly concluded in March. Weeks later, on April twentieth. She was taken into custody by deputies with the... Now, wow. She was reportedly released that day after posting bond. I just, man, it's just... It, 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 you know, people are doing it, men and women, but when you hear these stories of these these women that are risking their careers and, and life and anything else just to get some dick, come on now. There's got to be other ways, right? All right, speaking of relationships, investigators believe that a man shot... A woman inside the ne- on her neck or in the neck, whatever. And listen to this. This is in Dallas. Now, this is tells you, man, that karma wheel I tell you about often spins around. Sometimes it's slow. Sometimes it's fast. In this case, it was pretty instant. Uh, so he shot a woman in the neck on Saturday morning. They got a call about uh, a shooting at about 1130 a.m. Officers sent to an apartment complex on the medical district near uh, whatever street. I can't pronounce it, so I'm not going to try to. According to police, officers saw a lot of blood and a blood trail in front of an apartment, but no one was found inside. Around the same time, there was another call at a nearby hospital. A man and woman were found in a vehicle with gunshot wounds. Police identified the uh, man as 26-year-old Byron Redmond. The woman's identity is unknown. So apparently they knew each other. So I don't know what the fuck happened there. So based on preliminary investigations, it's believed that Redmond shot the woman in the neck that same bullet allegedly exited her neck and then struck the man in his leg. Police said that Redmond died at the hospital. They also confirmed that the woman the woman was retreated and released the same day. So something was going on, man. Somebody knows something. They're both in the same car. They got in some kind of domestic argument. He shoots her. The bullet somehow ricochets back or dumps something, and he dies. So ha-ha, motherfucker. That's what you get, I, I guess. All right. I think I'm going to play a song now because I've been rattling for about 10 minutes. So let me find something crafty like a Beastie Boy song, and I'll be back right after this. And you're listening to the Alex B Podcast. Thinking all along. 
Okay, so I flipped the script and did not decided not to play the Beastie Boys, and only because I had a Prince story uh, to talk about. Now, obviously, everybody knows that knows I'm a huge Prince fan, knows that I've been following the case of his uh, accidental overdose and just stuff that's been going on in court. This blows my mind. Blows my mind. We're now in 2022. He died in April 2016 without a will. Now, you had six heirs. Uh, that were that were involved in this. Nobody can get along with nobody. Three of the heirs sold part of their interest. Three of them still held on. Now listen to this. The IRA, by the time they got everything figured out with all the unreleased music and and, and, and just you know publishing and everything else, his um, his estate was valued at one hundred and fifty six million dollars. And guess how much the family is splitting now? That grand, there's six of them. Guess how much they're splitting? Six million dollars. So that's like a million apiece. All that fighting, you guys could not agree to shit, had to get the court system involved because there wasn't a will in place, et cetera, et cetera. So $156 million valued estate, and you guys are splitting $6 million. Now, there's still a lot of unreleased recordings and stuff like that in the vault that hopefully that good stuff will start getting released because a lot of stuff that's getting released, people like me have already had. A lot of the people that are like true Prince fans have already had this stuff, but $6 million. And this, he died in 2016. So think about it now, man. Look at all that, all that time's passed. Y'all are really getting shit because you guys couldn't agree to nothing. Like three of them, including Tyga, his, his sister, had sold their shares off to some, um, I don't know, some like music publishing thing. And then the other three, um, yeah, $6 million, man. All that time. And that's what, that's what they're splitting. That's what they're getting. So I just hope whoever's in charge of it now, whatever happens, it's going to be it's going, to be, it's going to be beneficial to us, the fans, and the people that pay attention because, you know, there's a lot. I know there's got to be a lot of stuff in that, in that vault. Okay, I took a tour of Paisley Park, and I could just imagine some of the stuff, the gems that are sitting down there, the live stuff, all that stuff that could be released hopefully soon. Because that's the thing, like, but they say, what's the difference between Prince and Michael? Michael doesn't have anything else to release. He ain't got nothing. I mean, that's it. All the albums that you heard, that's it. He didn't have, like, a stockpile of stuff like Prince has. So, there. There's nothing more that's new that's going to come from Michael's camp, really, except for, you know, to do the Circus Soleil stuff and, and that kind of stuff. And But there's no, like, unreleased recordings. There's no, like, shelves and, and vaults full of music, man. No, 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 no. That's it. Prince, on the other hand, he's got a ton of music that hopefully will be released in this lifetime uh, so new, new fans can discover him and everything else. Because that's a lot, man. There's got to be over 200, 200 albums, if not more. That's a big number. Speaking of 200... You know who Jennifer Coolidge is? She played Stifler's mom. 
in uh, American Pie. And uh, it was back in 1999. Fuck, that was a long time ago. She was also known in that movie Legally Blonde and uh, most recently in White Lotus. She told Variety magazine that American Pie brought her more satisfaction than just fame. Get this. She's admitting this shit, man. She's pulling some Gene Simmons shit right here. She said she has slept with 200 people. Wow. She said there were so many benefits of playing a MILF, and I got to get a lot of sexual action from American Pie. I mean, there would be like 200 people that I would have never slept with. Why she played similar characters since Stifler's mom, her role as Tani McQuaid in White Lotus, had earned her her first Emmy nomination. Plus, she was also in that movie or that show, Two Broke Girls, which I thought she was fucking hilarious. She was uh, dating the, um, the kitchen guy or whatever, but that, she was fun. 200 people. And she says, some jobs, I'm sort of going, wow, this isn't worth working for. Uh, then she said, referring to White Lotus, but she said, you know, obviously she likes the series, but 200 people. She let tap that. <laughs> okay, you go, Jennifer. You go, Stiffer's mom. I guess, you know, sometimes art does imitate life. And life imitates art or whatever. An 80-year-old lady who is uh, in a liquor store or, 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 or runs a liquor store shot this guy that tried to rob her. And this fucker's like, she shot my arm off. Oh, he shot my arm off. I'm sorry. You're lucky you didn't get killed, dude. That's what you get. They should have fucking blown you away. Yeah, 80 years old. Caught on video opening fire at a would-be robber with a shotgun, prompting the suspect to run off, run out of the business like a little bitch screaming, he shot my arm off. The self-defense act happened early Sunday at Norco Market and Liquor in Norco, just east of Los Angeles, after the store owner was confronted by a gunman wielding a rifle. You don't know what's underneath those counters, man. And I'm glad people are starting to fight back, and I'm glad there's no penalty for people that are starting to fight back because, man, somebody, somebody's got to sit there filling where the, where the cops might be lacking or maybe they're, they're overstaffed or, or they're overworked or say it's, you know, doing what they're doing. It's good. A lawfully member of our community prevented a violent crime and ensured their own safety while being confronted with multiple armed suspects. So that's it, man. Boom. And it shot the guy. He shot my arm off, pussy. That's what you get. Just, you just don't do that. Don't. Don't. Elon Musk, we've heard a lot about this guy in the news, okay? He's, he's like the richest man in the country. But listen to this. And I, this was in uh, thirstyfornews.com. Elon Musk's father says he needs to lose weight and he is not proud of him. You think Elon Musk gives a fuck what his dad says? You think Elon Musk gives a fuck if anybody says he's fat? That guy's fucking loaded. He's got 10 fucking kids. So obviously he has no problem getting ass. I mean, he's rich, of course. Yeah, he needs to lose weight and is not proud of him. That's what his dad says. I wonder if dad's even in the will. That sounds like some pretty angry shit to be saying about your son. I mean, obviously, maybe he's wanting his 15 minutes, but you think Elon Musk gives a fuck. He gives zero fucks. That dude, there was plenty of pictures of him uh, about a week ago or so. He was on vacation on his yacht. He had his shirt off, and people were goofing on him. And I hate people that, that shame people on weight. There's nothing that pisses me off more, uh, whether they're celebrity or just common Joe. That's one thing you'll learn about me. I fucking hate that. Who cares? He doesn't care. This dude's living his best life. That's all that matters. He's got money, and Naomi Judd's got money, and she didn't leave it to Winona or Ashley. She left him out of the will? What? She named her husband, Larry Strickland, an executor of her estate. She has full, he has full authority and discretion over her assets without court approval. Winona, who performed with Judd in a country duo, was upset by the decision. Insiders say the singer felt she was a major force behind her mother's success. 
So, you know, she was battling mental illness, which is, which is, which is a sorry thing to hear. So it might have been just people, influencers, or just her mental state, but she let the kids dick nothing. And, you know, Michael Jackson didn't leave nothing to nobody except his mom and his kids. Didn't leave nothing to his siblings at all. Didn't leave nothing to Joe. Left everything to his mom, like in a trust and for the kids. Like, intentionally left everybody else out. Like, Janet don't need the money. Janet's fucking, she's rolling the money. But his brothers, no, nope, nope, nope. They didn't get shit. So, yeah, that's just what happens. When people do, weird shit comes down when people have money and people that want money. They'll come with some scandalous ways to try to get to that money or try to do something, man. So, yeah, money does strange things to people. The only thing money needs to do should motivate you to work and have a job and, and go out and do regular shit and, and contribute to society. That society, that's what should be happening. Anyway, thanks for listening to the Alex B Podcast. Remember, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, sometimes TikTok. You can find the podcast on there. So sometimes I just share like stupid videos I see. Sometimes, again, I'll have an update, a weekend update, or, or Sunday storytelling that I might release. So, yeah, there you go. Give it a shot. Uh, thanks for listening. Have a great Thursday. And uh, maybe I'll hire you this weekend. I don't know. Just I got to have that inspiration. I'm out.